Hi guys and welcome back to You're on Crackmate, the podcast where we delve into films, television series and whatever takes our fancy really, analysing and reviewing them to the point where we've been told flat out, you're on Crackmate. This week I continue to keep the bar high as I have bloody great guests on and when I say that I mean we are welcoming back Dr. Carol Quigley for our continued... I don't know what you would call what we're doing to the Purge series, but we're doing something. Carol, thanks very much for coming back. <laughs> Thank you. And thanks for having me. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you weren't kind of scared off by me last week, which, let's be honest, wouldn't have been unrealistic. Oh, no, that's fine. Like, um, I obviously, we, we've joked a bit kind of off the recording about how there's some some films lend themselves to mm. kind of making jokes about them a little bit and even some serious films. And then there are some films that are surprisingly full of um conversation topics and i think i think one of the things we picked up last week was there was a huge incredible theme behind the purge that in the first film mm. was never an intention of being there yes they accidentally did it yeah <laughs> it's like kudos kudos um <laughs> but before we get into that right away, how are you how was your week i'm good um yeah i'm like I'm weirdly excited about, not weirdly excited about recording this, but you see, I, I realised something during the week. I haven't been to live theatre in nearly a year at this point. This is beyond weird for me. And, you know, because I mean, I'd normally be in the theatre at least once a week, if not more. So I've been missing the ability to analyse things in this way. Like, of course, I've been consuming a huge amount of content over the last year and all the rest of it, but you kind of just are vegging out at the end of a day of being on Zoom and all the rest of it. You're missing the going to the pub afterwards, having the chats, talking about the lighting, the costumes, the this, the that. So I got really excited when I was re-watching this during the week for this be- because I was analysing and I realised, actually, I haven't done that in a year and that makes me happy. There's a reason that's a part of my job, you know. There's a reason I like doing that. So I'm, I mean, aside from the fact that it's level five and I'm moving the wedding again, um... Yeah, let's be honest, it was always inevitable. But aside from that, I'm all good because you know what? Stuff is relative and I'm actually really, really looking forward to talking about this. I've really missed analysing stuff like this. So yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good. Thank you. You're going to be doing the heavy lifting this evening, so thank you for giving me a week off. This is is great. (laughs) Um, No, like, I mean, yeah, level, level five again. I mean, it's just, I think they just, they put a bunch of dates on the wall and throw a dart. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I get it look I'm I get it huge pandemic awful oh, yeah. oh yeah. and everything is relative you know what I mean I'm sitting here moving the wedding and I'm like yeah but I have a job and I you know I have a home and you know touch wood have health and all the rest of it like I'm really I'm not one of those like well look at me in my life that's all no I'm not doing that it's just a bit shit to be honest it is a bit shit and I think everyone this is my oddly serious moment of the podcast mm-hmm. everyone who is struggling remember what you feel is valid it is absolutely yeah. valid. We do not have a point of reference for what we're going not through at, at the all. moment. You can't say, oh, here's how I would deal with it because we're all dealing with it in our own way. You and me, we're watching countless murders and analysing mm-hmm. them and we're enjoying ourselves. And that is potentially something that we will need to speak to somebody about once lockdown lifts. Um, I've watched an awful lot of true crime documentaries. I yeah. love them though. But are you not worried about how many people are going to be mm. really skilled at getting mm. around crime scene investigators when 
everything lifts again because everyone is going to have watched so many things so many times so i know what tricked him up there <laughs> i won't do that yes but i would say the only thing is that most of them are kind of historical cases and the reason the people weren't caught was because like dna didn't exist you know dna testing stuff like that didn't exist so part of me is hoping that they don't show us really really contemporary killers that are really technologically advanced and then that way we'll always be behind the investigators yeah, uh, yes yeah no I, I i agree because <laughs> i like i really would be concerned like let's say uh, a social media killer mm-hmm. um and they find i'm gonna stop that there because i've just come up with an l plot in my head oh next book how are you <laughs> cutting that from the pot um so yeah okay so how are you I'm very well. Sorry, I'm very well. Good. I am in the process of moving house. So mm-hmm. uh, behind me, you can probably see the edge of a piano and things like that. So, But that's going well. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm actually doing pretty good this good. week now, I must say. Um, exercise. Ha, what's that thing? But I'm tricking myself into exercise by lifting boxes. So Yeah, you see, I'm one of those sunrise weirdos. Yeah, I don't do that. Mm. Yeah, no. No, no. I would like to be. Like, I'm practically a walking pile of hummus, you know, I'm just one of those people. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, I don't, like, I don't religiously post about me sunrise swims and all the rest, because I just, who am I posting that for? Like, no, keep it to yourself, fun. Um But yeah, I love it. I am i can't get into me day's work without being out in the mornings, like, no matter what the weather. Can't do it. That's, uh, swapsies. I love the idea of it. Love the idea of it so much. Um, but I've... I mean, I was this anyway, but I suppose lockdown, for better or worse, has given me more room to be a night owl. Yeah. Um, because I don't have that commute to work in the morning anymore. Mm. Um, mm. But, uh, I mean, I was late every single morning anyway when I was going to work. Sorry, boss. Uh, <laughs> but it's been a year. <laughs> but uh, one thing it has definitely given me more th- time to do is watch movies, mm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all of them have been amazing. But this one was quite good. Yes, it was. Yes. I uh, agree. Yes. I think, um, now, I mean, I have almost nothing to say about this film. I believe you have one or two things to say about <laughs> I have this so film. many things to say. Oh, God, I'm so excited. But nobody's going to want to hear them, but I, I get excited about thinking about them. That, that's, that's, that, that's cool. And I think both of my listeners out there are going to be absolutely, one of whom I believe is your partner. So thank you yep. very much for his continued And support. he was the one who had to sit beside me as I kept pausing it to write things down. And he was like, are we, are we watching this or are we not? <laughs> you should have sent him into another room. I said, we're, we're both yep. hitting play at the same moment. Yep. And then he would come in halfway through your film and went, mm-hmm. that was quite good. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Purge Anarchy. Yes. So this is so we're still in sequel territory. This is the next year after. Yes, yes direct. It's twenty twenty three. Yeah. Mm. Um. So what's this film about, Carl? <laughs> this film is about actually exploring the concept of the purge for real people who live in the real world, um, and it, like right from the opening moment, it's so much more interesting than the first film. But it also plays on stuff in the first one. So, like, for example, in the very opening moment when you have the one of the women who becomes one of the main characters um, working in a cafe, you know, hoping to be told by her boss that they can all go home and get home safely and all the rest of it. And I think the lines are nearly exactly the same in terms of get home safely, hopefully see you tomorrow, whatever, something like that. But 
the tension and the the kind of weight behind stay safe it's like you know the way now we all send emails and we're like we're, I hope you're well in, in a much more kind of I actually hope you're well as opposed to like this is just how I start an email so for me right from the opening moment when you have that no get home stay safe I'll see you tomorrow it's you're like oh oh shit there's actual consequences here you know and it just sets it up as, as way more interesting because there's there's actual real life fear for these people there ain't no panic rooms they that that, that is you, you've just said the word that i feel the first kind of plays all the way through the film fear you feel their fear yeah. in this yeah. film um where you didn't uh, it, the, i think we said this last week the first not the first purge but the first purge film mm. is the weakest film mm. Which I mean, as an, it's a, I know it's a compliment with a barb, but it means it got better as it went along. But it doesn't suit home invasions. I didn't get that sense of fear, even when the nonsense started. You know. Yeah, I mean, it, it it would suit home invasions in terms of people breaking into your home to kill you if that was a real tangible threat. Like, look, the thing is, in the first film, you know, of course, they're not just going to go into their house, lock themselves up, and wake up in the morning. Where's the film? You know, something's going to happen. But because it's not relatable in terms of the people in it, because they literally live in their protected castles, that get home, stay safe doesn't have any weight because they expect to stay safe because they fucking support the whole thing in the first place. Exactly. Like the only reason that they would be in danger is if they're out purging. Mm, exactly. Yes. Whereas right. these are people, you know, every character you meet well, with the exception of Frank Grillo's, like actively doesn't want to purge, doesn't want to have any involvement in it, literally is just trying to make it through the night. Yeah, and it's, it's that thing like you still have to work. You would imagine that the the purge day into the night would be the way it's celebrated, almost a national holiday. Mm. So the fact that people are still working up until, you know, dusk yeah. nearly, you know, how much more cruel can you mm. get mm. on these people? You know, because there's, as you say, hey, get home safe, but also run. Yeah. And and even, even you t- talking about the darkness, like the very fact that the purge is on March 21st, it's like, have it, have it on the summer solstice and at least there's only a few hours of darkness. Mm. You know, like it's really cruel that it is obviously, you know, for cinematic reasons, it all of it goes six fifty nine, pure brightness, seven o'clock, pitch black. Fine. Like someone there with a rope just pulls the sun down. <laughs> exactly. But like it just it because the darkness adds to that fear and being because so much of this film takes place literally out on the streets as opposed to in the home. Like it just adds to that sense of fear and you know all the rest of it. So yeah, it just right from the off, it's 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 much more interesting. And then what I find so interesting then is her journey home. So she has this moment in the cafe. She's asked her horrible boss if she can have a raise because she needs it. She doesn't get that. She's walking home. She's walking down a crowded street, and there's men selling guns in the same way that somebody would sell wrapping paper on Moore Street. Yeah. Two for a euro kind of thing, right? So, like, she she's walking past this man who's like, come on, I can give you this, I can give you that. Um, You know, you need to buy some protection, which is terrifying enough in and of itself. Then he says, we take any kind of payment, and you know what he means there, 
which is kind of this added level of threat, which is something that we've never seen at all in the first film. And then she gets into the building and creepy McCreepface, what's his name? Diego. Oh, yeah. And you just know, and, and that's the first time that we really see any evidence of rape culture brought up throughout the films. And you just know exactly where he's gone as soon as the sun comes down. And sure enough, then he does come into the home later. And he's like, this is my God-given right. I mean, he's like toxic masculinity, the musical. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> like, just... Sorry, like the, the theme is not funny, but that description. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he just is. I mean, he's just like, you know, um, it, it's my right to do this. I get to do this. You have to do what I say my constitution how dare you maybe you should think about it next time you aren't so kind to me and you're like like hello mr textbook Mm. you know um so that level of entering into the the kind of the, the rape culture territory and the fear around that is present right from the off and then of course we see it again after you know they're they're taken out of their home and big daddy the who that's what he's referred to your man driving around in in the tank and the fact that he specifically, it's never implicitly implied why he wants women and mm-hmm. women of a certain race and women of a certain age and all the rest of it. Um, sorry, it's never explicitly implied, but it's pretty implicitly implied. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's a constant kind of throughout. So even bringing in that level of, in some ways, heightened reality, because we've all walked home, we've all been made to feel uncomfortable, you know, like it's, it's just a heightened version of it makes it much more tangible. And interesting. I, you, you get the feeling, straight away in that scene, you get the feeling that had Rico is the uh, the father slash grandfather, yes. had he been present, mm. he, he he was not making it through that. He, he would have been shot yeah. and executed. The, as yeah. If there was men in the apartment, they would have been killed on the spot. Yeah. The women were dragged downstairs. Yeah. Um, in, in some ways, this film, I feel, plays on the trope of, you know, masculine white savior there is a little bit of that Mm -hmm. i feel it's handled well because he is so not a savior type frank grillo yeah also they do something really it's a bit on the nose but it works to get away from that in terms of when he's looking at um callie and her mother ava when he's looking at the two of them and he says i'm not helping i'm not helping i'm not helping it's actually when Callie says mom that he gets involved. So straight from the off, you're like, he's doing this because of his son. We know that's why he's out purging all the rest of it. So they, they, they go more for the, it's a family thing. It's the fact that he knows this is a mother and daughter. That's what's bugging him. I think this anarchy, I feel, improves on the, what a family goes through. Mm. on this night because yeah. even the, the the other issues about the first one aside they didn't feel like a, a family unit so much mm. as Ava and Four individuals definitely yeah. do yeah um and and of course we have uh Shane and Liz mm-hmm. as well I believe are this weirdly real believable couple I I feel they're really really well written uh, they they're victims and they're not they're going through a breakup that i actually care about Mm. in a film about rampant murder Mm. and i was surprised at how much i like their characters now obviously i'm jumping all over the place here this is Mm. why i need you i need you to keep me on track here (laughs) 
Um, so anyway, Frank Grillo gets to your man's head. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but you know what I find the most interesting about Shane and Liz? And this is really going to jump all over the place because I'm going to jump to the end for a sec here to, to, to make a point. Well, to pretend to make a point. <laughs> they represent the pretty middle class, pretty averagey, middle classy type of a group. Right, who yeah. just kind of happened to get stuck out because the car was tampered with. Like, they had no intention of that. They were going away, all the rest of it. In the first film, you have absolute one percenters, you know, out of this world kind of wealth. The majority of the characters in this and in the, in the later films are, you know, from socioeconomically deprived areas, people of colour, you know, people with all kinds of discriminations against them, all the rest of it. They appear to be the two, so the the elite and, and the opposite appear to be the two most involved in the purge in terms of setting it up on the elite side and, you know, making money off it and all the rest of it. And then the people who are literally wiped out because we know, you know, you can talk about um poverty and everything being down. Yeah, it's literally down because you're killing these people. But the middle class appear relatively unscathed. And I find that really interesting when... Frank Grillo eventually at the very end of the film gets to your man's house in nice white suburbia where it looks untouched. Everybody is in bed in the house. It's as if the middle class nearly go, look, we'll board up our houses as best we can. We have kind of middling security, but this isn't our thing. We don't need to get involved because we're not the class and, and the groupings of people that are going to be targeted. So it grant. There is there is a very strong theme. It's most obvious when uh, Leo gets to the house, but it can't happen to me. Yeah, there exactly. Is, there is. I think they were the filmmakers were wise at uh, in the casting of Liz because mm-hmm. she is not. If you like, like Shane is. He is a white archetypal middle class man in this. Yeah. Um, whereas Liz is, um, I believe, Lat- Latina uh, or Latinx. Um, mm. And the reason I think that's important is because it's class as opposed to race. Mm-hmm. Um, so and we saw that in the first film with the mixed race couple. Exactly, exactly. Um they, in their car, you don't get until a certain moment, you don't get the fear from them because they're just going to drive to his sister's house. Mm. And they're going to be, they're aware of their times, they, you know, they know it. But their concern is the breakup that they're going through. Their concern is telling people about this. Their concern is never the roving death gangs who are getting ready for the evening slaughter. Mm-hmm. And in quote unquote the real world you think that would be pretty high on people's minds but this is the sixth year they've obviously adapted to the fact of they're not necessarily going to be targeted yeah and that i think i might have made a hames at this point but i think it is it's this idea of they're the thoughts and prayers gang they're the thought oh my god thank you thank you for summing up my entire point perfectly (laughs) they're they are the thoughts and prayers gang and they will mean it yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and they'll think they mean it, but because it doesn't directly affect them, they don't want to get involved because they don't want to risk 
guilt by association in and not not that anybody who's targeted is guilty but you know what i mean they don't want to 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 risk that so yeah they're they're the thoughts and prayers gang and i think it's it's a really important grouping to have in it because even the hystericalness of them throughout i mean i'm not suggesting i wouldn't be hysterical (laughs) um but when you juxtapose that with kind of ava and um and callie's reaction it's as if they're like this is a different world Mm, you know it's it's yeah. it's entirely different to them it's 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 stranger in a strange land um mm. there there there's talk about several characters talk about the fact of like don't go downtown downtown is where it happens yeah. um and you know obviously that's 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 not subtext that's text that's mm. all right that's where we're going that's where the mm. killing will be and they are there is a very unsettling moment when their car rolls to a stop. Mm. Um, I'm just... Okay, I might edit a little bit of this because I'm trying to get my thoughts together on this one because I really, really, really like this scene. Yeah. Um, it's... They're, they're, really, they're shaken out of their complacency a little bit when yeah. this symbol... And I, I'm really speaking harshly about them as a couple. I don't actually mean to, but their symbol of just mundanity, which is mm-hmm. their car, mm-hmm. just stops serving them. And it rolls to a stop. They get out and they see that the brake fluids, or the, yeah, I think it's the brake fluids been cut. Brake fluids, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's when they start to realise that they are in the wrong place. They mm-hmm. are They are screwed. Because they turn around and because it's not illegal to drive on a road, the gang is waiting about 20 yards back from them. And you have that moment of awakening out of their own problems. So obviously, you know, they're getting a divorce or separating and that's what's filling their conversation, their heads. You know, that's what they're, they're going to tell the sister and all the rest of it. And it's that moment of them going, oh, hang on, it's no longer me versus you. We're now a team. And actually, nothing else matters. The only thing that matters is us being a team right now. While somebody swinging a machete with a mask on his head that says God, you know, etched across it, comes tumbling down the road at me, knowing full well he had deliberately done this. It's, you've just gone from being mild observers to participants. Yeah. Um, And as you say, there's... Oh, kind of going right to the end but there's there's something that Liz says uh, I'll talk about the context in a moment but she says she wants to purge mm. not I need to act on something I want to purge I yeah. think that they were one step away from the blue flower brigade oh yeah uh, I don't think they were ever going to fight to stop the purge or change anything that's going on and it's exactly as you said didn't affect us yeah well i mean the fact is if if you're in a situation where on the one end if you just go along with it and you know say what you need to say and do all the rest of it that you will be protected forever essentially whereas on the other hand if you step out of line you're dead next year yes absolutely Ah. 
And the reality is that you on your own, even if you want to start a movement, even if you do get a movement going, you're still dead next year. You will be hunted because we've heard it. I am hunting my boss because that son of a bitch deserves it. I am doing this with this because it's all legal. You have a whole year to plan how I'm going to get you. You know, you can, to be honest, you can scope the joint. It's terrifying, the implication behind it. Like, we'll confine it to this one night, but you get to spend the whole year looking forward to it. And both the first one and I believe this one as well, there is a title card at the end that goes 364 days to next purge. Yeah. Uh, it is. It's, it's horrific. Um, it's a, I think it's a very dark, aware play on the... The thing that comes up on Stephen's Day or Boxing Day, which is only 364 days to next Christmas. Yeah. And we go again. Yeah. Um, arguably, the Purge is more fun than some Christmases, but I did. I mean, I'm it depends on your Christmas. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, some people might prefer December 25th to be Purge Day. Um, but uh, <laughs> For some people, it might be. That's true. That's a whole other film, which I'm copywriting. <laughs> um... There's Rico is very very so kind of going back to the start of this so Rico mm-hmm. which we probably should have done potentially beginning. yeah potentially welcome well to if you haven't crack me if you haven't watched the film then you shouldn't be listening to this anyway there is a large degree of that because yeah the, spoil spoilers in. spoilers alert by the way <laughs> everybody um, dies yeah. but they don't actually. I didn't expect that nuke to come in halfway through the film like that was yeah. oh shoot no that's above a class 4 oh no that wouldn't be okay um, actually sorry just one random thing that's come to my head before we hop back to actually doing things in a linear manner just because we were talking about that scene where the, the where the car rolls to a stop and the lads come in also what's incredible about that is that is the first time in the series we've seen non-elite purgers and by God, they are much more terrifying. If you compare this group against the freaks from... There is no match. I mean, but what the freaks might have is they might have better technology. And that might give them the upper hand, but that will be it. The second their technology fails them, they're dead. And in a way, in a way, there is... If not sympathy, then potential... Or maybe I'll get this wrong. Maybe if not empathy, then sympathy. Because these gangs... And this is explored in this film. It's a almost a blink-and-you'll-miss-it moment. But it is explored that they're trying to make the best out of a bad situation. They're, oh, this gotcha. particular group mm-hmm. is not quite as bloodthirsty as they are depicted as. Mm. <coughs> People of colour in the media. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I had something in my throat there. Did you, yeah, it's good. Good, you got that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Um, and it is. It's. It's one of the reasons I feel that this film is far superior is because they took the, uh, these elements. For, I think for the first one, this idea of like, oh, well, hang on, that's not scary. This is scary because this is also something you can potentially see happening. Yep. My family or your family? Yeah. I gotta put food on the table. That's like, like, that's it. There's, there's stories that have come out. Obviously, not roving death gangs, but there's stories that have come out of lockdown of people having to go the extra mile or do things they would never normally do because they have to pay their bills, and in a way, 
this is a symptom of that. And then it's dialed up because of the context but, of the film. But I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's the simple Brechtian philosophy of first we eat, then we have morals. That's it. Um, now, I will use a far less fancy uh, way of saying that, but actually to bring Star Trek into this for a moment, there was a, a, there's a fantastic line. Uh, it, it's an episode War and Soldiers. And the thing about humans is humans are some of the most wonderful, friendly, uh, just generally great people in the galaxy. As long as their showers are working, their food replicators are doing okay, and the power's running. If you take those things away and you put them in a stressful situation for an extended period of time, then those same lovely, wonderful, smiling people can become as vicious as the most bloodthirsty animal you've ever met. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's the Star Trek plug there, guys. But uh, I'm sorry, my branch wasn't wasn't good enough now. I just gotta get the balance in there, like you know, kind of like you know, well, hang on. I like to think I'm smart. I'm not that smart. All right. Yeah. Uh, you have not, seventy not Trek is for not smart people, by the way. Before I get myself cancelled by my own people. Getting yourself cancelled. It's okay. Our two listeners won't won't um won't have a problem with that. It's okay. They know us. They love us. That's that. That's true. Yeah. They both happen to be intense theater critics who are also diehard Trekkies. <laughs> so we're we're in trouble. Um, I hate Diego, and we will talk about Diego, even mm. though we've kind of covered. Like in a way, in a way, he is wafer thin, but he oh, was yeah. never meant to be anything more. No, he he's meant to just show. Yeah, do you know what I love about Diego? No, not about Diego, because don't want that taken out of context. It's like did not see that coming. Uh. What I love about how Diego is used is it's the it's in some ways the opposite of the many. Manic Pixie Dream Girl nonsense in terms of his only purpose is to show one aspect of the fear and the reality and the harshness and the bullshit that Ava and Callie have to put up with. That's all. That's his entire purpose is just to show one element of, of what they're dealing with. So I like that they actually use such a flimsy, nasty yoke of a creepy Ugh, there is like there isn't words to describe what that type of subhuman life form pretends to be. Um, sorry, I'm very passionate about rave culture, um, but but I like that he only exists to show his impact, his his type of person's impact on their world, and that's nice because we never see that happening. It's one of the things I hate that he says, but I love that it's said, is that he. He said, this is my right. This yeah. was given to me by the new founding father. This yeah. my right. Because in in that character, like, you, he believes he's right in what he's doing. Even if he knows he's doing the wrong thing, he has the right to do it. And it's vile. Um, it's, it is both not human and it is incredibly human because it's a human right in mm. his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he'll never stop. He will never be bargained with. He will never see their side. He will never, ever um, see them as anything more than property to the point where when the assassins, I suppose, for want of a death squad, I think for want of a better word, when they begin to mm-hmm. enter the apartment, he goes into, and it's it's horrible, but he goes into 
protect my property mode. Mm -hmm. He then almost starts to fill the role of I will protect you for a moment, obviously for all the wrong reasons, Mm. but I will protect you for the moment. Now he's obviously taken down very quickly because he is that brutish, you know, I will fight force with force. Well, he's also taken down so quickly because he is so deeply, and this is such a trait of, of masculinity in crisis, he's so insignificant to the army. Mm. He is of mm. no value to them. And that's part of the reason why, you know, because Deep Jenny knows that and why his, his, his masculinity is in such crisis. Um, he, he's insignificant. It's like, it's terrifying in a way because you feel that these new founding fathers who are quasi-mythical, mm-hmm. um, they are him in a suit. Yeah. And They're him born on the right side of the river. That's that's frightening, because mm-hmm. they're they're calling the shots. They're making the decisions. Yep, and that is frightening. That's it's heteronormative patriarchy. Hey, <laughs> um, yeah, I would break the two thumbs that I just put up there as you said that. Yeah, because <laughs> but it is it's, it's rotten. It's awful. And this this comes after a very a very sad moment that I feel is almost. In a way, I feel it's almost swept over, and it's. I I know it, it must feel like Sean. Are you being paid to talk about Rico? But I want to talk about Rico for a second because he. <laughs> yeah. He sells his oh. death. And like, it's. Oh. I just. I, because it's. It says so much. But now he, you know, he he sells he sells his his life and his death for a hundred thousand dollars. And it just says so much about, I mean, we could talk about race relations in the States all day long, and I don't think two middle-class white college-educated people are the right people to do that, um, so I will not try and take up that space. But he, it, it says so much about the value of life. And, you know, and we, t- we touched on this in the last one in terms of, like, tied the stranger up with rope and everything and, you know, what that says and what that image is. And what what really gets me about it is is when he goes to that house and you see they've covered the entire house or the room that they're in in this kind of like clear plastic covering or whatever because god forbid that you get any of of the the dead man's blood anywhere and they stand there saying their prayers you know as as they believe they have this right to purge and it just the image of it and they don't, they're not looking at him. And he's not looking at them. He's, this is, it's the freaks and the stranger again. That's yeah. what this is. I mean, yeah. except this time the stranger's not running. Mm. Um, and I, I, I was watching a, a breakdown of this at one point And something, it seems silly that I didn't pick up on it straight away. But as you say, but the fact that they have that, the plastic sheeting mm. down, it's, they're obviously not. They're not about to shoot this man in the head. They are going to take their time, and they are going to have fun. And he knows that. I mean, he's sitting in the chair. He can see what's going on as well as anyone. But he feels that he's. Well, I'm. I'm done. You know. Um. I am a burden to my family, so I would rather be a party to somebody else. Mm. It's horrible. It's an almost silent scene. It's silent from his point of view. Mm. Um. And and yet it's the film series in a nutshell. Yeah. 
But but one of the things that I think this this film and the film series in general does so well is imagery. And is is and that's one thing that I really got from kind of analysing it this time as opposed to just watching it. The images, the, the moments, like, for example, as soon as the purge begins and you see one man go up on the roof of a building and crack a beer open, and he might as well be going fishing. Like, that that's what he is. He's, he's going fishing, you know? And and he's so calm. And so, and, and you see all of these people kind of just beginning, um, beginning the purge and these tiny images that are so strong and so striking when you put them together and, and that image of Rico is just you know I mean heartbreak it like it doesn't it doesn't cut it there's just so much going on there in terms of what that says and what that's doing and what that means you know um I think it's well Ava immediately there's no fight uh, obviously they're back in the apartment she reads the letter there's no Let's go get him. Let's go find him. She knows it's it's game over. Yeah. He's gone. Um, and Callie... So Callie straight away is the one who says, no, we should go and find him. We should fight. And she's a very, very interesting character because mm. in another time, she would be called a social justice warrior. Yes. Um, and it would be used as a slur. You yes. Know? Oh, very much so. Uh, because she's on the website. She's looking at... Um, now his name has escaped me there I've Carmelo. got the actor's name thank you I've got the actor's name on my head so mm-hmm. she's looking at Carmelo's videos talking about their anti-purge he is saying what we all know this is a system designed to kill mm-hmm. poor people um, in you know imagery that has become retroactively very evocative of the Black Lives Matter movement uh, obviously but it's they, it's also striking of a lot of um, Black Panther stuff. I you know I really felt that that was coming across heavily in 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 all of his media that they were showing. Yeah, I I I think that's an excellent an excellent point there because oh, like at the time it's not that Black Lives Matter didn't exist then, but it mm. was not what it it has become now. But mm-hmm. certainly yes, Black Panthers, um, and the advocation of force against force. It's absolutely fascinating and as. Because imagery-wise, Carmelo is a person of colour, the stranger was a person of colour, but not all of the victims of perjures are people of colour. And again, mm-hmm. it's a really clever play on mm-hmm. your expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yes, yeah, sorry, certainly Callie would be... Initially, she's depicted as a few steps better than the Thoughts and Prayers group. Yeah. Uh, she's doing her homework. She's doing her research at a laptop. Yeah. Part of the community, but largely by the Trojan work of her mother and grandfather, largely shielded. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's... Uh, th- this night for her is something she's been aware of for so long, but not necessarily been exposed to. Mm. Um, but the windows are all locked up and boarded up. There's a gun put on the kitchen table. They leave the gun on the table when they go into another room, which means even they were somewhat complacent. Yeah. Which is, you're kind of thinking on one hand, good, it means you've got through five years where you have the uh, privilege of being able to forget the gun if you go into a different yeah. room. 
But um, but yeah, unfortunately, she uh, the pair well, Callie more so than Ava. When I say has to grow up very fast, when they find out that they are just pigs for slaughter. Yeah, and it's horrific, or potentially worse, which is kind of implied. This is a film that just makes you, it just makes your skin crawl. Yeah, but even you know, Tobin making your skin crawl. Like the first time, you know, in the first film when we see the sirens go on and they kind of just sit there watching the sirens and then the sirens end and all that. This time the sirens start, and you know, for want of a better term, the animals are let loose from the cages. You know, you see then people coming out, and you know, through. And I know this is dramatic telling and, and all of that but the, but the kind of elaborate ways the and even you know the gang traveling through the streets are caught up in several traps along the way like the elaborate traps and, and stuff that people have gone to in order to um to purge it's yeah it's it, yeah it's striking and then you, you know and then we have this this big daddy character in the armored van and i mean He's talking about his personal purge because this is before we know, obviously, that this is army related and all the rest of it. I mean, he is MAGA pre-2016. Oh, God, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's the American flag on the hat. It would be MAGA if if the film happened to be made a couple of years later, you know, and it... Um, the idea of him going about in his personal purge, going into these neighborhoods, as I said before, we know that it is kind of an army, a government initiative, because God forbid the poor people aren't killing enough of each other. Um, okay. when, when he's on this personal purge and he's on this personal hunt in his armored van with all his gangs around him. And, and again, you, you kind of want the gang who are, are out on the streets kidnapping people. You really want them to come up to those lads because you really want to see what would happen then. Oh my God, yes. I mean, because you have this feeling that it would be fight for your life versus... Because mm. I have this feeling that Big Daddy, in his armoured van with his anti-tank gun nearly and his death squad, he's partaking in the purge, kinda. He was, yeah. in his opinion, never at risk. Yeah. That was the... You know, because there's the people who engage in purging where, you know, for example, quote unquote, God yeah. is going around with a machete. Mm-hmm. Anyone with a gun could take him yeah. down. Yeah. Um, Big Daddy is, you have to, he's like boss level. You have to get through all mm. of the first few to get near him. Now, obviously, thankfully, uh, Frank Rillo is, he's able to take them unawares, isn't he? Because they're so complacent in yeah. their greatness. Yeah, but but I think you've hit on something there with the fact that they're not really purging because actually, in order to purge, you have to be willing to be purged. And that's something that none of them engage in. And, and yeah, there is something about the having nothing to lose of the other gang that, that adds an element of danger and unpredictability to them in a lot of ways. It's It's two different approaches to this almost the same end goal mm. kind of although big daddy and his ilk they are they are the fact they are the the tool of the one percent if you like but the, oh, like, yeah. the one percent of the one percent yeah so they wouldn't be say of the ethan hawk ilk they'd be the next one up again mm. um they're I, it feels weird describing them this way but if the you know say the less technologically advanced gangs are the 
you know, the machine guns of the new founding fathers, then Big Daddy and his ilk are the, you know, laser sighted, you know, sniper rifle. I never need to go near the battle Mm -hmm. because I've already killed you all. They're the Legolas. They are, they are, they're the Legolas. I'm I'm six miles that way and you're still getting an arrow in the head. Yeah. Yeah. And And then I'll come and get my arrow back, please and thank you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but I will do that surrounded by completely impenetrable, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, the, you mentioned as well that the, because the, I think it's really, really interesting. The the bloke who goes up on the roof. Yeah. He's another class again. Mm-hmm. Because he is also, he, he's not risking anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Maga. Mm-hmm. Sitting there with his, you know, cans of beer and he's up, he's completely out of sight you know, potentially the only other person who would be able to get him would be him. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? As in another sniper. Um, and that plays on, I know there's been obviously dreadful stories in real life media of snipers mm-hmm. just just f- firing wildly into a crowd. And that is presumably what this bloke is about to do as well. And you see it again happening with the, with the woman who's up on the roof. Um, who they struggle to get past for a while because she's kind of shouting down. And they have to be kind of carefully take her out. When they're walking through the banking district, just after that. Yeah. You're not paying attention? Also, fun fact that answered my question from the first film. You can't rob a bank. I feel like they threw that line in for me. You can't rob a bank because the banks move all their money. Which, firstly, made me laugh because I was like, ha, they're answering my question from the first film. Secondly, though. Thanks, Bill. They move the money and not people. You know, it says a lot in terms of money and, and not people. But I, I did just like that they answered my question. I did, I did like that as well. Um, and I, I not liked is the wrong word, but the imagery of stringing up the banker. Yeah. And this was obviously made post-crash. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously tarring everyone with the same brush here, but quote-unquote bankers in general, if, you know, would have been target number one. Mm-hmm. I think had this film even come out a couple of years, or presumably it was written a couple of years earlier, mm. you know, pension funds mm-hmm. disappeared overnight. This guy was strung up. The fact that there isn't a bonfire of bankers in this, I feel there is another film in that. And again, sorry, I am not advocating a bonfire of bankers. Everyone who is a banker, I, you know, you're yeah, safe. Yeah, but hang on. There isn't a bonfire of bankers because the rest of them all got Ethan Hawke's security system and nobody was jealous of them, so they were grand. That's absolutely fine. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. There's no plot hole there. Not even a little bit. <laughs> no. Um, but I, I, I do think now again. I have yet to see the next. As of recording of this, mm. I have yet to see the next two films. So I'd be interested to see if that is something they visit. Like the, the. Sorry, I'm just too excited about that because, like, when we originally started talking about doing this, I was like, "Yeah, well, I tell you what, we'll we'll reference the others and we'll mainly do election year." And then this happened. So, like, I feel if if I rewatch election year now and I'm like, "Oh, it's actually kind of shit," I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> Don't worry, this has never built up in my head so much. So good. Yeah. So good. Um, so if it's if it's awful, I mean, frankly, it's your fault. Yeah, I will purge you. <laughs> no, uh, it's not legal. Yeah, so actually, by saying that, does that make me... Again, I had this question last week. Does that make... Am I premeditating your murder? If I say now, I will purge you. That appears to be a plot hole. Because even as you'll see in election year with the, the, the plot to take out your one at the very beginning, you're like, that was premeditated. 
Like, it has to be. Yeah, like, it, 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 I mean, it is. And then suddenly, I, I know from the... No, look, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that because that is definitely something I need because it needs to be addressed. Um, and technically, so is... I know... Oh, also, slight spoiler. So, Sergeant Leo Barnes is not named in this film. Frank Grillo gets it's named just called in Election Year. So, no, he's, he's kind of... He, well, he's just called Leo. Oh, is he even called... Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He is There's called Leo. Name. And he's referred to as Sergeant once. At the very end, when Big Daddy is about to kill him. Ah, he's okay. called Sergeant there, yeah. I really didn't pay attention to this film, did I? I'm a freak. Well, oh, hang on. <laughs> oh, crap, really? Does that mean you're going after Ethan Hawke tonight? Yes, definitely. Oh, okay. Cool, right. All right, Manson, Manson chick. <laughs> um, yeah, and... Uh, I don't know, if you, if you thought I would have went and done my homework and said, oh, by the way, I could, the one whose name I couldn't remember last week, I did not, and still don't remember. Um, who? So, what? Uh, the one who was nicknamed Sadie. So there was Patricia Cranwinkle, Leslie uh, Van... In this film? No, sorry. Oh, um, right. No, this this is the, the who the girls as the Freaks gang were based oh, on. Right. Oh, oh, I'm with you now. Yeah. With you. Sorry. Lost myself there for a sec. That's quite alright. In fairness, I fairly came out of the blue with that one. Also, do you know one thing I love about this, just because while we're being random, um, and because we mentioned Carmelo there for a sec, one thing I absolutely love is that, yes, obviously Carmelo is advocating for violence against um, the NFFA and, and purging and all the rest of it. But like he, he comes in with weapons that aren't allowed. <laughs> that aren't legalised and the <laughs> elites are like you're not allowed to use those weapons and you're like hon this like uh, like why would he obey your rules why uh, I love it and I love as well that it's peppered throughout the film his mark is peppered throughout yeah. the film he's, he's almost being raised to like Batman levels mm. of vigilante by mm-hmm. the end of the film mm. um, because he's really not in it well he's he's physically in like one scene mm. And the rest of it is all set up, which which works really well. It also works really well because it shows how obviously um, Callie is is very interested in him and all that. But he, it shows how even this type of leader who genuinely is you know trying to do great things and trying to get people involved and all the rest of it, and genuinely fighting for the right cause. Because let's be honest, ending purge is is just the right cause here, no matter mm. what the means. It he actually isn't impacting everybody's life in the community do you know what i mean like because generally when you have a film like this or you have a character like this it's all from within the inner circle of that gang and it's all about who they're affecting and blah 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 whereas actually it's from the opposite here and he's nearly not in it he's i mean there's so many figures like that that we we put our faith in Mm. um they are more legend than they are real almost um and that's I was going to say, oh, that's fine. In a way, it isn't. That is the basis of every movement, every religion, every cult. But, every... Well, it's the use of the Mockingjay in Hunger Games, and I think they do it quite well in the Hunger Games, where they literally say, no, we need to keep you safe because you need to be the symbol, because actually that's the symbol is much more important. And in some way, the symbol can be more important, you know, and, and can stand for things. But also, on a practical day-to-day grassroots level, that's not helping people. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Carmela does come in and, and, and help them at the end. But in fairness, Frank Grillo now had made some job of it. I, w- I, w- I would say, arguably, did slightly more. Um, a little, just a tad. Yeah, I was like, had he been kind of left to finish his job, 
nobody on the purging side would have got out of there alive because he did. He basically did them all in. Yeah. Um, and I love like, how shocked the elite are in that like weird it. game of Quasar. It's like it's just <laughs> it's what it is. That was brilliant. <laughs> let's let's call it what it is. It's a really weird life and death game of Quasar. Um, and I just love how when their gang are being killed off, they're genuinely. It's as if they think they're immortal or something. Or that they think that, that the rules don't apply to them. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I can't comprehend this. Yeah. It, it, like, the obviously there's the ones who bid on mm. uh, this group. And they, yes, they directly get involved. Yeah. Again, now, as, as you say yourself, it's like they never expected to be purged. Obviously, the whole thing is set up to, for them to win Night Vision and all that. But the other And ones, the rest. I mean, talk about stacked, like... Oh yeah, like you know, it's got they to might be. as well blindfold the the, the people they're purging. Yeah, obviously, and which is what they've tried to do in the dark. Now it's it's there, but what I what I like a lot, which is weird to say, how grotesque the the auctioneer is and mm. this group are, because there is no humanity in these people whatsoever, and. They think there is, though. They just think that these people aren't human. Because this this is a duck shoot for them. Mm. Or a duck hunt, sorry. Or a pheasant shoot. That's what this it's is. It's fox hunting. That, thank you. That's, again, you're, this is why I need you. Right. I'm signing the podcast to you because you're better at this than I am. Um, uh, be great, Crack. We'll just do all the films. Be wonderful. We'll talk about, like, mortar. Um, <laughs> but it's so... What they're viewing through that viewport mm. uh, which is all very technologically advanced and everything that's a screen mm-hmm. that's you know it's like oh, da, 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 da. you know when you're watching TV you don't expect the TV characters to pick up a gun and shoot you unless you're watching the ring yeah well listen I just want to hug off Samira at this point <laughs> like it's been a long lockdown um, you know it's fine it's fine it's grand come on in come on in listen don't kill me immediately we'll have a beer um <laughs> Although, hang on, she's a child. Sorry, she won't have a beer. She'll have a, a juice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, don't get this... cancelled. Yeah, I, I don't have any. It's done. It's done. <laughs> um, where are we going next? Well, even talking back to the, the humanity, when you're one, the absolute wagony wench rings the security or rings the police or whoever the hell she's... Well, it can't be the police because they're not... In, it rings whoever the hell she's ringing mm. and she says... They've killed five of us. They've killed five of us. I mean, we talked about othering last week. Here's just another, I mean, explosion of it right there in front of you. And it's. So they did this to us. You literally paid to have them kidnapped off the streets. Do you know what I mean? Kind of created the situation yourself there, hon. Do you know what I think? I think that if anyone. Any one of them who was at the banquet, say, if they had walked on stage and kneeled down beside that group, like flipping a switch, then they would never be allowed to stand back up again. Because no, 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 that's it. That's it. You are not one of us anymore. Yeah. Because you're the ones who are on the knees and we're the ones who are on our feet. Yeah. And Um, I absolutely love the fact that Frank Grillo doesn't kill her. I love it. 
because you're like firstly it's entirely possible we're having a dollhouse moment whereby she's going to go out into the world and get killed that would be wonderful um but secondly that that's actually what separates them from the others is humanity Mm-hmm. Even the feckin' kidnappers have humanity in terms of their, in their minds, they've justified this, this to the point that they, they're keeping themselves and their loved ones alive. You know what I mean? And that's, and the great twist, if you like, is they're, because you assume yeah. they're out chopping and shooting mm. and, you know, all the normal purging. They're not purging. No. None of these people are purging. Well, they're engaging in illegal activities. And they def- are engaging. W- Sorry, what that's... is purging? Is it only murder? We t- yeah, exactly. This mm. is something that came up last week because mm. it's just automatically everybody goes to murder. Because um, I can't rob the banks because they've saved the money. No, exactly. Could we rob the lottery <laughs> headquarters? Potentially. I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah. Three, 364 days, I'll see you there. Well, actually, no, hang on, was it March 21st? March 21st, yeah, we've only a couple of weeks. It's steady, okay, we are recording this on February 25th, <laughs> so didn't she buy the first purge? Oh, we're going to get very, very close. Mm. Uh, all of this counts as premeditated, so we're going to see how this is received <laughs> by the authorities. Um, can can we do, use as our defence we were just testing a plot hole theory? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, uh, uh, whoever's currently, if the fifth film is not finished being written yet, please... Address this. Yes. Will make me um, happy. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, again, God is played by Lakeith Stanfield, who is, uh, I think he's great. I think most people, certainly myself, I would know him from Get Out. I still haven't where, seen that. Oh my, I, right, I, I can't say anything more about it, but you must watch yeah. Get Out. Yeah. It's excellent. Mm. I mean, it's better than people say it is, even, mm. and people say it's good. Mm. Um, anyway, he's very, very good, and when you watch Get Out, we can talk about more things to do with him there, but I can't cause spoilers. Um, but, yeah, like, the people who need to go out and kidnap and sell people so that they can provide for their own families, again... Not the one percenters. It's mm-hmm. the people downtown. It's you know you you get he could be Ava's neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's which is why it's interesting that their first potential kidnappings are two people who very obviously aren't their neighbors. Yes, they're not exactly like. I don't feel they... Well, obviously, they don't spare Ava and Callie, but they are not plan A. Mm. Um, And it's sad. It's sad as much as it is in this film that is ultra-violent and about the basest natures of humanity. Um, And I am delightfully glad that, other than Diego, they don't... I mean, they could go down to the rape culture element of all of this it's all legal that night mm-hmm. um i don't feel they need to do they need to show a load of murders potentially says something about my psyche yeah but it is um, there's a whole sorry for going across you there but there's a whole other different thing in terms of like showing like ridiculous over-the-top grotesque murders which in fairness they really don't it's not too it's they don't really show them yeah, yeah no they don't actually show them you know it's it, it kind of a lot of the stuff is is more it, it's it's the it's the costume around it it's the masks it's the movement it's all of that that's actually a lot more fright, frightening um but whatever about showing that people can cope with that i have serious 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 issue with showing sexual violence 
because so many times it's done in a way through the male gaze where actually it becomes this weird male fantasy or just a kind of an overly sexualized thing or it's just not done well or of course as per usual they would and I'm, I'm talking about specifically sexual violence against women here but generally sexual violence against women is is used to um create a personality and an identity for the female character like how tired is that trope yeah at this point so i'm i, I think what they do is they touch on the reality of it enough within the context of this film is completely unrealistic and that's grand. So let's be honest, we mm. all know that kind of thing would be going on and we like the, 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 the implicit moments towards it. But personally, and I say this literally as a rape culture specialist, it's what my PhD is in. I think that is why I'm allowed. I think they do it right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think mm. going any further than they did, um, we would what what is too far but it's unnecessary if you've you've oh no sorry when i say what is too far yeah showing it is too far but i mean like yeah sorry nail on that (laughs) but we get it yeah you know with like with diego's character we get it and what did he do before he went to ava's apartment we get it you know um and and it's that I feel, do you know what's a weird thing to say? I think that it's, that feels more realistic than the murders we see, which is yeah. why it's a bit easier to watch the murders yeah. than it is, Absolutely. because that's hyper-realized. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't go around, to the best of my knowledge, and guys, this is not a challenge, uh, people don't go around in roving death gangs, shooting yeah. people down on the streets mm-hmm. and chasing after people. But people do speak to women like know, that. People do treat women like that. And it's, it can be anywhere. It, it, it doesn't matter. Like some people see it, some people don't. That's the whole point. And it's terrifying. And it's a side of the purge mm-hmm. that is, it's not, it's not swept to the side, particularly because of Diego. But you do tend to forget about it yeah. because of the roving death gangs mm. and the people with flamethrowers and everything. And the fact that, that the films have, like, this one has a very clear mission where we, we're following Frank Grillo getting from, I'm setting up to go and kill this dude who, who accidentally killed my child. And, and then he gets there. Like that, we're following that arc. You know, that's what moves people about the place. Yeah. Um, because there is, I'm, I'm sure that there is a film out there. I think there is one. It's called Battle Royale or The Hunger Games, uh, where it's just, all right, hit play and start the kill counter mm. um and there they look there is industries based around mm. that that's this isn't that no and it um, also strikes the balance of killing one character that matters mm. to get the consequences of it so we had it with ethan hawk we have it with shane here we have it with spoilers somebody in the next film and that's actually way more upsetting in the next film but like we we do we have that so that we have you know somebody there there's stakes there's there's real consequences but we don't need an unnecessary killing spree but it's it's look you know one of my favorite ever plays is is the woman in black and i love doing ghost stories on stage and part of the reason that I hate the film adaptation of The the Woman in Black so much is because they use special effects they show things they show all the rest of it what works about the play what's terrifying about the play is that you don't see anything 
because what goes on in your mind is way more terrifying. So actually what works in this is that you see the gangs, but you, you actually see quite little of the violence and it's more what your head creates. So like you're looking at the dude, um, basically gone fishing on, on the roof. And what you think what he's going to do is much more terrifying than anything they could show you. That is up there with the most disturbing moments of the film for me. Mm. Um, it's casual. Any When I'm watching a film and I see casual murder, mm. that that affects me yeah. more so than, say, I, war films yeah. or, or, or something like that. Because it's... It's I mean, taking life for the sake of taking life because you can't. There isn't even yeah. revenge. Because, let's be honest, that's why they try and humanise Frank Grillo. Look, you know he's never going to kill your man. But that's how they... You, you, you do, because he's clearly a good person yeah. who's very upset. Yeah, like, you know he's not going to. And, I mean, then, like, talk about making it, hitting the point home. When you think he's killed him, he comes back out of the gaff. Big Daddy rocks up, gives him this big spiel about how you can't stop this. We're going to purge. We're all deadly, blah, blah, blah. You know, and your your man comes out of the house and actually kills Big Daddy and, and, and saves Frank Grillo as a result. And you go, okay, yeah, look, the, the point is that killing each other doesn't work. And, mm. you know, um, so you know he's going to do that. But even throughout the film, you're like, yeah, but he has a reason for, for wanting to, to do what he wants to do, you know. Um, and even the sister. Not hanging around. Yeah, exactly. And even the sister, that kind of silly story bit in the middle that I know we haven't touched on, but kind of... Was just oh. a bit plot, moving the plot on, kind of. I don't know. It just didn't really need to be there. I, I, I mean, it, the, the scene is fine, but I, I, it breaks. It you can see it coming pace, a mile off. Certainly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you walk in and you're like, "Who's gonna right. die here? Oh, yeah, they're having exactly. an affair. Oh right." Uh, I I think my first uh, my first watch I thought the husband was gonna pull a gun. I thought he was just gonna be. He did look like one of those. Didn't he? Mm. Yeah. I th- and then they, it's just, it was, uh, I don't know, like, what, I suppose, actually, to pick a hole in that scene, mm. when, when the... There's a hole in the dead body, I'm pretty sure, at the end. A, <laughs> the, when the sister pulls the gun and mm. shoots her sister, mm. um, she shouts, this is my right. I feel that's something you would know about a person. Yeah. Like, as in, yeah. oh, wow, you, like, totally voted for these... New founding fathers. What, yeah. are you, what are you doing in here? Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, it's just feel that it's just too stupid for words that you go straight from, you know, okay, my husband and sister are having an affair to let's kill all of them in front of my parents. Like, you know, like stop it. Also, what? Firstly, why are they having dinner at like four o'clock in the morning? Secondly, yeah. why did she wait till that point of the night to do it when there's other people there? Like, I'm, I'm not like just, just stop it. Like, stop it, what, the messing. We don't need it. We get there. There's no car. Right. Let's keep moving. Sorry, I just right. no. Joe, you know what I'm doing? I'm coining now, right? Yeah. And this, this, this is this is both a, a challenge and mm-hmm. a target for you for the next two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's to stop the mess and moment, but you can't give it away too early. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, you, so you have two more stop the mess and moments. Okay. Uh, one for election year and one for the first purge. Okay. And. We, we we will uh, I think by the end we will judge the films based on the stop the mess and moments <laughs> so what my first one was about the uniform wasn't it yeah yeah, 100% oh, just like cop out like get out stop the mess and just stop, stop that shit yeah stop the mess and I love it and this one yeah I think this like, just you come can, on you can keep suspend, it moving 
Yeah, you can just you can suspend disbelief yeah. for ninety nine percent of this film because you accept the fact it's a night where murder is legal. You accept some of these things as okay, this mm. is right. But why would somebody still be in their school uniform when all of this is going on? And why on earth did any of that happen in the apartments? Uh, why was she not aware of the fact? Oh, other people are coming over who may in fact be purchased. Also, it- Frank Grillo, right? Let's be honest. Basically, Jason Bourne. Why doesn't he break into a car? Yeah. Like, look, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know the geography of where where they're bopping about to. But we can imagine that this is a bit out of the way. Like, just, you know, just stop it. Stop yeah. the messing. Stop the messing. Exactly. <laughs> stop the messing. Um, <laughs> I'm so doing a chart. Um and Big Daddy's yeah. oh, no, 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 you, no go on you go on I was going to say Big Daddy's mm-hmm. revelation mm-hmm. of the purge isn't working yeah um, that's that's the big I suppose the twist of the film mm. you know we've had like we can see that Carmelo and his forces who are backed up by the stranger who mm-hmm. returns from the first film mm-hmm. um you know, they are fighting back. You are obviously led to believe during the film that, no, this is a hugely successful mm-hmm. uh, nationwide event. Holiday. Event. It's described as a holiday. We discussed last week about, well, why would you not just go to Canada? Why would you not? So that that has not yet been answered mm-hmm. in, in this film. That has not been addressed. But what Big Daddy does say, which is very interesting, is that this is not as successful, of course, as we are portraying it. Mm-hmm. And that's why the army has come in. That's why we've been drafted is to come in and... Using traffic s- cameras, using surveillance, deliberately picking out particular buildings in the projects in order to cause the most devastation with the smallest amount of effort. You know, it's... Horrible. it's And yet it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Gee. exactly what would happen. You need Absolutely. it's it's. It, I mean, it's you know, it's it's nineteen eighty four. We have to be at war with somebody. We have to make them think this is working and this is happening and this is you know there has to be an enemy. There has to be all this shite. Like this is a long version of the two minute hate. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, and it's so. As we're we're coming up now to the end of this, but it's something that I think obviously we will pick up on again. Mm. Um, I my expectations now for the third one are really quite high, so oh, I hope that statement doesn't word. end like age of milk. Um, <laughs> I'll do it on my own. It's grand. It's fine. It'll be grand. It'll be cool. Uh, <laughs> next week. Hi, Sean. How are you? Well, <laughs> stop the messing, will you? Um, but uh, I feel that there's so much. There's so much more. To say about this film, which for now I will say, uh, so just tiny behind the scenes, this film was hugely successful. Mm. It was made for I think, between nine and eleven million, and it made a hundred and eleven million at the box office. Um, Why aren't we writing of, films? Uh, well, we are. We're, we're addressing the plot holes in this one. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the annual splurge begins. <laughs> oh, I like it. Uh, yeah, um, but. So what 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 are some things that we haven't picked up on so far? In this, hmm. um, the well, for, firstly the 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 very end of it where we have um, 
the sirens going again and it's all mm. ended. This time, what we hear straight away instead of the news reports about how successful the purge was is we hear um, ambulance sirens and we hear firefighter trucks and we hear police and we hear a resumption of normality and a kind of a collective deep breath. Um, we also have now, I don't know, I don't know whether it was inspired by it or what or, but the, the final, the, the final credits, incredibly violent, gross, gory imagery, very American horror story for me. And that's kind of the highest compliment I can give out anything because <laughs> most of American horror story, except for Roanoke, which is woeful. Most of it's wonderful. Um, and it's, it's so over violent. Um, and then we have this 364 days to go thing. And it just, you're going, it actually doesn't matter if you're saying crime is down the rest of the year um, because it's so over the top and, you know, they're more than making up for it on the day. So so we've all of that. Um, even the fact, or even, you know, talking about, we've, we've touched on toxic masculinity a bit, the toxic masculinity of Big Daddy, the fact that he is injured by Grillo and then spends the entirety of the rest of the purge instead of going around actually doing his job, which is to kill loads of people, he's like, I need to find Grillo and I need to kill him because he injured me and he stopped me from getting my prize. And the fact that he still wants the two women alive and you're like, mm, not okay with that. Um, is there any, is there any more? Oh, even the cabaret style that they do the, the, uh, the lots for the purging in. The, the showmanship of it, and this is something that's like stepped up a bazillion notches, um, in election year, but the showmanship of it, the plainness of it, which even again brings back this idea that for them it's not real. You know what I mean? I'll go and watch Hamlet and I'll see everybody killed in Act 5, Scene 3, and I'll go grand. Well, I know the actors aren't dead, like, so, you know, it's all good. It's the cabaret style that they're doing it in that you're just like, mm. it's like, ugh, unbelievably it, it it this film just just hits everything like some of the stuff is a bit on the nose but it just hits all of these points so so well and as i said it's the images it's the individual images um even the, the idea that instead of when they when the hunters are going into um into their final lot that they paid for instead of blindfolding um the people it's darkness and night vision and I think that says a lot because surely the people, the onlookers, it's difficult for them to see because there's no light. It's it's the putting people in darkness, mm. you know, making their fear grow and grow and grow, like really torturing people. They're playing with their food. They are. They are tossing from one paw to another, uh, knowing, well, although they are proved wrong, knowing full well the whole time that... At any moment, they can end this mm. because they just pull the trigger. They bring the knife down. Um, but also, it's... sorry, but also I love the fact that, and we did kind of touch on this, but there's the, the fact is that they, even with all their guns, even with all their machinery, they are so much less terrifying than the people who actually have nothing to lose. You know, it's it's even it's it's the John Wick moment of I I I always call him Theon because he's just always going to be Theon to me, you know, yeah. where he thinks, oh look at me and me lads and aren't I deadly? And then it's like, 
now you've killed John Wick's dog, which I mean, in my in my mind, is is reason for John Wick to to do oh, God, to yes. kill everybody. Um, yeah. you know, and and it's that juxtaposition of oh, you think you're Billy Big Balls, you ain't seen nothing yet, love. Like in a way, Carmelo's group mm. is, although we're on their side. Mm-hmm. They are frightening. Like, I'm after, glad they're as not they move after. through the darkness like that, like ninja style. Oh, it's terrifying. Like the power military units. Yeah. Like they're, and again, we're glad to see them because mm. you have that feeling of we're safe now. Yeah. And I say we're because at this point, like I am invested oh. in these characters. Yeah. Um, which is good because again, what the what certainly the this purge film has done very well mm. is painted a realistic set of yeah. characters yeah yeah they're um, all reasonable they're all realistic yeah yeah I'd agree yeah. with that um, and this is so now with slightly more context so going back to Liz's character mm-hmm. and I mentioned earlier on that she says I want to purge mm-hmm. this is it's a disappointing and yet feels real moment mm-hmm. is when Shane is killed by the security guards mm-hmm. Liz she yeah, by saying I want to purge in that moment she betrays that she believes in what's happening or at least she sees why people do it Mm. which is anathema to Callie to Ava Mm. to even though Carmelo's group are anti-purge they say look better the devil you know come join our side Mm. And it is, it's scary. And it also, it really makes you feel that whatever Frank Grillo now does for the rest of the film, whatever Ava does, whatever Callie does, The Purge is not ending tonight. Yeah. And it, it's really clever and disappointing and brilliant. Yeah. Because you're like, I I don't know if we ever see Liz again, but I don't think she'll be an anti-purger. Yeah. Whereas you then go on and see Frank Grillo becoming the absolute opposite. Hmm. Um, you know, in terms of his role in election year and everything. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, and you can see why she does it. Yep. But then you're like, yes, I understand you're grieving, but he was killed because the purge exists, so surely that should make you hate it. But, you know, sure, listen. Yeah, it's the... It's a human reaction. circle, almost. It's a very human reaction. Yep. It is, like... Revenge is one of our base emotions, which thankfully, and this is the, the middle class, you know, kind of comfortable enough, we don't really feel the need to express revenge every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, another statement, I hope it does not age like milk. <laughs> <laughs> Look, who knows? In, in you know, in the, what, 57th wave of COVID, we might. Yeah, that's, that's that's true. Yeah, so you're joining us live from lockdown. What what year is it now? Twenty fifty. Who knows? Uh, no, I shouldn't joke. I shouldn't joke. Um, but I think that's okay. So that's I think that's anarchy covered. So um, yeah, I think it's it's nearly everything. Yeah. So that's that's, that's me also saying, uh, Doctor Carr Quigley. I'm very aware that you have pages of notes <laughs> on this. I really want to make sure that we everything on the on the notes. Well, another th- sorry, another thing that I just want to say that I just has popped out of my notes here is the sheer level of violence from some of the perjurers. You know that scene where they burn homeless people alive. Oh, yeah. There's something again. We go back to that 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 moment, that image thing. There is no need to do that. What 
does that express? If you are, so say the entire, I will purge these feelings one within me. Yeah. Why are you feeling like you need to burn homeless people yeah. alive? You know? Yeah. Would seeing a therapist for 364 days of the year not suit you better than burning a homeless person? Yeah. For one night? It's it's that level of, of anger and level of violence. I, I, I mean, the thoughts of, oh, well, I mean, the thoughts of most of the things, but no, I think that's nearly all of my notes. I think. <laughs> well, okay. Well, then well then what I'll say but is thank you very, stuff. very much. If anybody's still listening, fair play. I swear I'm grateful at a party. Listen, I tell you what, lads, stick around for the after credits bit and I'll tell you actually what me and Carol have got up to at parties before. Oh, no. We'll definitely get cancelled then. Uh, but uh, yeah so Laden Carol from me college I'll talk to you next week but Dr. Carol Quigley thank you thank very you. much thank you very much yeah, yeah it's I'm been an here. absolute pleasure no I'm super psyched like can't wait I'm just now I'm hoping that I haven't put um, election year up on you know a kind of a, 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 open a massive high horse but oh, no Godfather 2 Godfather 2 yeah um, Citizen Kane that's 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 kind of the the level I've got going okay, on okay what I can promise you is that I will analyse it to that level. And we will see next week if that's a good thing. <laughs> just stop the messing. Just stop it. Just, just stop the messing. Stop the messing. Um, Dr. Quigley, where Thank can people... I will keep I will keep calling you this. Mm-hmm. Where can people find Please you don't. if they want to reach out and I mean, Google me. Analyzed. I Googled myself today just to see what came up because I was doing this thing in work where we were told to Google ourselves. So I Googled myself and I came up. You'll find all my details if you, if you just Google my name. Or if social media wise, find me on Instagram. It's it's the one I use the most. So um, just Carol Quigley with an E in, in, at the end of Carol because I'm awkward. Um, and all one word and, and sure you'll find me. Yeah, it's all good. Yes. Cool. Notions. Notions, I tell you. Notions 11. Do you know what I mean? Oh my God, I've not even heard that one before. Brilliant. <laughs> um, guys, that's the end of our episode for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Whether you think we're mad for what we've said, think we're stunning and wonderful, or frankly, think we're on crack, let us know. Please consider following the podcast on the podcast catcher of your choice. If you want to get in touch, you can follow me on Twitter at Sean Ferrick. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider becoming a patron over on Patreon forward slash Sean Ferrick. For the same price as a coffee a month, you can get exclusive access to episodes before they air, along with creative input on the episodes we produce. Once more, Carol, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Don't, please don't no. regret saying that. Ripe milk. We'll be back next week for another episode of You're on Crack, mate. I've been Sean and you've been awesome. <laughs>